We all need a shot of encouragement to keep us going. A new beginning with Greg Laurie is sure to help in your journey of faith. Hear it twice daily. Details at vision.org.au. Life, culture and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 on Vision. It's Tuesday. We love to give attention to what is going on in the nation of Israel on a Tuesday. Ron Ross has been scouring the headlines for news that comes out of Israel and the Middle East. And he's back with us once again. Ron Ross, welcome back to 2020. Good morning, Neil. Ron, let's start with a pretty significant and important headline where officials from around the world, including the Arab states, are gathering in Bahrain for the rollout of the economic chapter of the Trump peace plan. How are things developing? Yeah, the first part of the US President Trump's Mideast peace plan, the economic part, will be rolled out tonight and Wednesday at a luxury hotel in Manama in Bahrain. While dozens of government officials and representatives from around the world will take part, including from Arab countries such as Saudi Arabia, the United Arab Emirates, Egypt, Jordan and Morocco, there will be no government representation from Israel or the Palestinian Authority. The Palestinian Authority is boycotting the Peace to Prosperity Workshop, saying it's an effort to bribe the Palestinians. Israeli officials said that when the Palestinian Authority understood they would be unable, uh, despite their best efforts to prevent Arab countries from participating, they pressed Bahrain not to invite Israeli government officials so that the conference did not appear as a vehicle to normalize relations with Israel. The Trump administration released the plan on Saturday. It proposes that something like $50 billion be invested in 179 infrastructure, education, trade and tourism projects in the West Bank, Gaza Strip, Jordan, Egypt and Lebanon. Something like $28 billion is proposed for the West Bank and Gaza, including a transportation link between the two areas. Among those attending the meeting will be U.S. Treasury Secretary Stephen Munchen, International Monetary Fund Head Christine Lagarde, and Finance Ministry representatives from around the world, including the Gulf states. Uh, it'll be very interesting to keep an eye on this one. Well, Ron, as you might expect, not everybody's happy with any idea of a peace plan. Let's talk about Mahmoud Abbas, the Palestinian Authority chairman, who has called for an escalation to protest the Bahrain workshop. What are the headlines saying about that? Yeah, this is a very interesting situation because my sources tell me that a number of people living in the Palestinian Authority area are quite excited by the offer from the Trump campaign. But Palestinian Authority President Mahmoud Abbas's ruling Fatah party has called for days of violence against Israel in protest to the Economic Peace Workshop. In an article published by the official Palestinian Authority, Al-Hayat Al-Jadida Daily, Mayed Al-Fatiana, Secretary of Fatah's Revolutionary Council, called on Fatah members and the central forces within the Palestinian lands to protest this week on days coinciding with the Manama summit. The Palestinian people is not too helpless to use its means in order to stop this great plot, he said. 
a poster urging Palestinians to take to the streets to escalate confrontation with Israel as a sign of opposition to the deal of the century, and the workshop was accompanied with an image of a masked Palestinian hurling a rock. Palestinian officials renamed President Trump's so-called deal of the century the Holocaust of the century, the report said. A counter-conference was held last week titled The Holocaust of the Century in Bahrain, Its Signs, Consequence and Ways to Deal with It, attended by Palestinian officials including Fatah Central Committee member Abbas Zaki. Uh, They're really desperate uh, to make sure that the Palestinian people don't get prosperity and they keep power, I think. Mm. Uh, There's lots of posturing that goes on throughout Middle East nations, Ron. And, uh, of course, uh, when you've got these sorts of threats coming one nation against another, there's one top Saudi diplomat, though, who has made a declaration that the age of war with Israel is over. How does this one look? Yeah, when I read the story, I thought, I wonder if this is worth the paper it's written on, but... Uh, In a rare interview with a Hebrew-language newspaper, a senior Saudi diplomat said it was time the Arab world realised that the age of war with Israel is over. The diplomat, who declined to be named, slammed the Palestinian leadership for its irresponsible planning against uh, Trump, uh, the long-anticipated peace deal they targeted. The bloody conflict has dragged on for too long. For us, the Saudis, as well as for all the Gulf states, Egypt and Jordan, it's clear that the age of war with Israel has ended and that normalizing relations will only benefit us, he said in the interview. The entire Arab world can benefit from this, not only the Palestinians. He said history and Allah have brought a real opportunity to realize this. He praised Israel's technological prowess, saying that even those in the Arab world that hate Israel look to the Jewish state with admiration over its success in technology and hopes to copy it. He emphasised Saudi Arabia's deep commitment to the Palestinians, but criticised them for hanging on to a victimhood in identity. Let's continue talking for a few moments about headlines to do with Saudi Arabia. Of course, Saudi Arabia has a Sunni Muslim base, and they don't like the Iranians that have the Shia Muslim base. But there are some partners being sought, and the U.S. Secretary of State Mike Pompeo has arrived in Saudi Arabia for Iran crisis talks. Uh, the Americans sidling up to the Saudis. Uh, what are the headlines saying here, Ron? Well, I think that's exactly what's happening. I think uh, Trump is getting the Sunni side uh, lined up together to oppose Iran. Mike Pompeo landed in Saudi Arabia yesterday for talks with Saudi leaders amid the mounting tensions with Iran. In Jeddah, Mr. Pompeo will meet King Salman bin Abdulaziz and Crown Prince Mohammed bin Salman to discuss regional problems in general and Iran in particular. In the United Arab Emirates, the Secretary of State will discuss maritime security and heightened tensions with Sheikh Mohammed bin Zayed, Crown Prince of Abu Dhabi and Deputy Supreme Commander of the Armed Forces. His trip was only announced late last week as an addition to a visit to India. 
Mr. Pompey called on the United Arab Emirates and Saudi Arabia, two great allies, he said, in tackling the challenge that Iran presents. He said the United States sought a regional coalition, not only throughout the Gulf states, but in Asia and in Europe, that understands this challenge and is prepared to push back against the world's largest state sponsor of terror. And, Ron, we love a good archaeology story that affirms the biblical account. There are so many of them that are coming out so frequently these days. But an Israeli Defence Force paratrooper operation has accidentally uncovered an ancient guard tower from the time of King Hezekiah. Uh, how does this story read? Don't, don't you love this story? Anything can happen in Israel and it goes to the Bible. A group of soldiers discovered a guard tower used by their ancestors and fellow warriors from the kingdom of Judah. The troops connected with their biblical counterparts when they took part in an archaeological dig uncovering a watchtower from the era of King Hezekiah in southern Israel. It's believed that the tower was built in the 8th century BCE. According to the evidence discovered at the site, researchers believe the tower was abandoned when Assyrian king Sennacherib, who ruled from 705 BC to 681 BC, invaded the region at the end of King Hezekiah's reign in 701 BCE. At that time, the entrance to the tower was sealed up and the soldiers fled. Sennacherib's military campaign in Judea was particularly devastating, with the Syrian writings claiming he destroyed 46 cities and over 2,000 farms and villages. Sennacherib went on to lay siege to Jerusalem, but was ultimately unsuccessful. The remains of the watchtower were discovered on a hilltop inside a paratrooper base in southern Israel. It's estimated the tower originally measured between 15 and 10.5 feet and was built from large stones, some weighing as much as 8 tons. The remains of the tower currently stand around 6 feet high. 150 recruits and commanders from the paratroopers' brigade, including recruits from commando units, participated in the excavations that lasted several months. Awesome. And no doubt there'll be listeners who'll be wanting to uh, flick through their Bible and find that story of Hezekiah and the challenge that came from Sennacherib. Uh, quite an inspiring story of deliverance by God's great power. Uh, great getting these headlines, as always. Ron Ross, thank you so much for spending some time scouring the headlines overnight, bringing us an update today. And uh, we'll do it all again next week. But thanks for being with us once again today on 2020. Thank you, Neil. Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand, or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported. Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.